Hello, and welcome to another edition of The Daily Bolt with your host, Dr. Jeff Tilley. Today's topic, restoring the coral reefs in the Florida Keys. Sit back and relax, and enjoy today's podcast. So, today's podcast uh, takes us down to the offshore waters of the Florida Keys, where there has been something of a developing crisis in terms of the coral reefs. Uh, These coral reefs used to be very alive and thriving and healthy. And unfortunately, there's been a decline starting all the way back probably as early as about 1970 or so, uh, in which the uh, coverage of the reefs has decreased. There is a lot less healthy coral and a lot more unhealthy coral in terms of the reefs. Uh, and uh, the entire ecosystem that the reefs support, which includes many, many small marine animals that live in and around the reefs, has also been declining, which also even goes up the food chain and affects uh, fish and fisheries. So this is not a phenomenon that is unique to Florida, but it is a place where there has been uh, recently a coalition get together to stop and halt the decline of the reef, uh, reef ecosystem. And there are some places where the coral cover used to be as much as 25% off the Florida Keys, now it's as low as 2%. Well, what's causing some of this? Uh, one thing that I talked about in a previous podcast was the fact that water pollution changes the pH balance, which is critical to the formation and growth of coral reefs because you need a certain ocean chemical composition uh, for ideal reef development and in fact not harm the reefs as well. If the pH of the ocean water, the acidity or the alkalinity changes significantly from within a certain range, the reefs do not thrive and you see a gradual decline, particularly first in their color. Uh, Coral reefs, when they're healthy, have a spectacular array of colors, which many scuba divers can uh, certainly uh, identify and uh, uh, provide a lot of evidence of. But it's not just pollution. There's also some issues with water temperature, uh, and as ocean temperatures have risen slightly over the past few decades, uh, we have seen some decline in reefs from that as well. That is one of the uh, demonstrated uh, negative impacts of a warming planet, is that the reef growth is also relatively sensitive to ocean temperatures. And warmer temperatures tend to promote uh, slower growth at best. Uh, They don't necessarily promote the decline, the pollution does that. Uh, heavily on its own, but it certainly changes the growth rate of the coral reef. And finally, uh, tropical storms and their tracks. Just as tropical storms, hurricanes, tropical cyclones, etc., move a lot of air around, they also move a lot of water around. And coral reefs, particularly reefs that uh, are not in the strongest of health, are a little more susceptible and fragile and can be broken up by the wave action of tropical storms. And that has certainly happened in the Florida Keys, which has had a 
fairly good track record of having lots of tropical storms move through the Keys over the past few decades. This past hurricane season was something of an exception in which uh, we really haven't had much in the way of Florida Key tropical cyclones this past hurricane season, which the people of the Keys are happy about. And that's certainly better for the coral than having another uh, round of uh, tropical storm after tropical storm come through. But uh, the damage has already been done in that respect. And so there is a consortium of groups that have gotten together to try and work towards restoring coral reefs. Uh, NOAA, the National Oceanographic and Atmospheric Administration, is involved. Uh, the, they, a group called the Coral Restoration Foundation, which is a privately funded group. Uh, the National Marine Sanctuary Program, uh, the staff at the Florida Keys National Sanctuary, the Nature Conservancy, a certain uh, private marine lab, and the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission are all partnering together for this Mission Iconic Reefs project in the Florida Keys. And it's actually fairly simple. Uh, it, it takes money to do. Uh, which is good to have all the partners. Uh, you have lots of stakeholders, lots of people with skin in the game. But fortunately, it's not scientifically a super complicated process. Basically, you are, uh, what you have to do is you have to grow corals in more ideal environments, whether those are in uh, artificially created nurseries with the proper ocean or water temperatures, uh, uh, the proper salinity, the proper pH, proper ocean chemistry for ideal growth, or you can grow them in nurseries that are a little bit farther away from the sources of the pollution and the issues with the ocean temperature. And so we basically do like you do with fish farms, except they're like coral farms. You raise the corals to a, a certain age and size, and by that point, they basically just get moved to a nearby reef site so that they can effectively uh, join together with uh, existing corals uh, that are healthy and effectively help to rejuvenate. Uh, it's kind of like what you do with a forest that has been uh, logged. You grow some small trees, uh, you transplant those trees in the area that's been logged, and eventually they grow and the new ecosystem comes back from where the, the forest had either been logged or there had been a lot of uh, potentially fire damage like what's going on in Australia, although Australia is a subject for another podcast. Uh, and so it's actually a very simple model. It's something that can be applied worldwide, including back to Australia, where the Great Barrier Reef is having similar issues and has had for several decades. And even though there are efforts underway, um, this effort uh, is somewhat unprecedented in the scale and the financial commitment involved. Uh, upwards of $100 million are planned to be spent on the Mission Iconic Reefs project. Uh, and so... Uh, it's a model that other countries and other entities can adapt to their own regions and it'll work. Uh, so uh, it's also hoping uh, that, well, it, rather the, the coalition of groups, is also hoping that it will become a model for restoration efforts 
elsewhere along America's coastline where there are coral reefs. And this is a good thing. Uh, it's a well-conceived project, scientifically ro robust and valid, and it has every reason to work. Nice to have a piece of good news from uh, the context of corals, and particularly in the Florida Keys where they've undergone so much damage. That's all for, today's, for today's Daily Bolt. I'm Dr. Jeff Tilling. Good night, good afternoon, good morning, and God bless.